0: Good morning. This is Power 89.1 Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Very happy you tuned in this morning on this cold uh, February morning. And my name is John Murtha, and I'm here in the studio with our engineer, Wanda Ewing. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. And my good friend and assistant, David Aboud. Good morning,
1: Jen. Good to be
2: David. here today.
0: Yeah, we're here live actually yeah. today, yes. which is very good. Right. Uh, I've been away, so. Uh, yeah, a long actually, <laughs> time. Yeah, a yes. long time a long, <laughs> in a faraway land. Yes. Right. So we, my wife and I, Marie, had been in Southeast Asia. We went back to Thailand where we lived for many years and involved some different projects and ministries there, which we will talk about, as well as the belief system in that part of the world, actually how they're influencing American culture. Buddhism is actually very big out on the West Coast huh. in Silicon Valley. Hmm. Uh, Steve Jobs was yeah. a Zen Buddhist. and Yeah, yeah. And so there's others too, the head of Nike and different ones like this. But we'll talk about that. But it's very good to be here having you tune in this morning. Again, if you like to live stream us, that's www.wnzn.org. WNZN.org. And David, uh, how have you been doing and what's been going on? And uh, just catch us up on anything, you know. Well,
1: you know what? Um, no, it's been very busy here in Cleveland. Uh, I've been uh, very jealous, though, of the uh, 90 degree weather and the beautiful photos you were sending back yeah. <laughs> while we were in Sub Zero temperatures um but you know john you know i think so the focus for today really is to talk about your trip to thailand you know the background that you have in terms of being a missionary the incredible good works that your close friend raymond has been doing out there for these young kids that are you know that were uh being pushed into the sex trade and other things and broken homes So, I think we can have some fun today. Yeah. And uh, next week, I think we're talking about uh, going back to the numbers again and doing seven. Yeah. Um, So, but to get started, let's just talk a little bit about Thailand. You know, I I think it's the world's most visited city, if I have that right. Um, And, you know, maybe you can just give us uh, some background uh, on Thailand, some of the key, you know, metrics and uh, why it's so special to you guys.
0: Well, yeah, just by the way of an overview, it is a country close to 70 million people and it's located in what's known as Southeast Asia, you know, and why Thailand was so strategic. Number one, it's never been taken over by a foreign government where Vietnam was French, Laos, Cambodia, and then of course, Burma and India were the the British occupied there. They colonized, but not so with Thailand. It's always been a free country. And Thai means free, so you have Thai land, land of the free. Uh And uh, it is a very interesting country. Actually, I first went over there 50 years ago to the year in uh, April as a soldier. Wow. It was right at the height of the Vietnam War. It was 1969, and uh, I was a medic in the U.S. Army. And so, um, yeah, I shipped over there. I think I was 19 at the time. And when I landed in the airport... In, in Thailand, The first time I ever traveled overseas. I mean, I don't know, It's one of the first times I was on an airplane. But uh, it was like I got off on the other side of the, the moon. It was so yeah. different, yeah. everything looks different, smells different, and uh, it's very exotic. I right from the beginning, I really liked it. I just liked the different culture, the people. And um, that was the start. You know, I was not a Christian at the time, uh, like I said, I was serving in, in, in Thailand. My brother is at the time, he was a soldier in Vietnam. He was part of the Air Cavalry there. And both of us were not believers at that time. But uh, I served two tours of duty, came home, and it would be three years after my discharge from the military that I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, through some, what well, was back then was known as Jesus people sharing the gospel, and they had a fellowship in that and when I came to Christ, I really put on my heart to go back to that part of the world as a missionary, to yeah. just share the good news, you know, right. to go back. And by that time, I met my wife, Marie, and she agreed with that vision. Mm-hmm. And so we just set our sail uh, to go back to Thailand. And, of course, we would go to Bible school in Dallas, Texas, and then we were accepted by a mission organization. Uh and uh, went through training there. And then we went over to Thailand. By that time, we had our two little boys, Michael and Sean. I think they were five years old and three years old, if I remember correctly. Learned the language as best we could. We went to language school. And then we were involved in different ministries like village outreach, prison ministry. Marie helped establish a school in Chiang Mai, uh, discipleship programs for Thai believers. We did a lot of different things, and even to this day, even though we don't live there anymore, we still go back like we just did uh, to be involved in projects, in ministries, Mm -hmm. uh, teaching assignments, and so uh, we've always been connected with that part of the world. I mean, Again, we lived there for many years. We raised our family there. My children still love Thailand. They go back there whenever they get a chance, either for ministry or for vacation. But uh, that was it. That's our story, you know, and and that's how I became interested in the belief system in that part of the world, like Buddhism or the belief in spirits or sorcery. And and now the growing thing, of course, is secularism, just worldliness like we see even in America, because Thailand is rapidly uh, growing and it's advancing in technology and trade and tourism. So you have those issues coming to bear. But it, all said and done, it's you know been a great experience for us. It was a great recent trip, like I said, we just came back from a month long visit there, and there's a good chance we'll be back in June, teaching missionary candidates from uh, third world countries in Chiang Mai. So that's kind of an overview, David, just yeah. a real quick flyover.
1: Yeah, and you know, I I, I want a couple more facts about the oh. country, because uh, you know uh, I, I don't know that a lot of people know a lot about Thailand, but they actually have three uh seasons of the year right it's dry cool and uh rainy months so uh now what season were you in when you because you said it was 90 degrees there when you were there we were just before the hot
0: season okay when you when you go you know january february and then you go start going towards april may that's real hot season oftentimes that's when schools will shut oh because it's so hot then you go through this what we would call summer and then you get august september It's what we call the rainy season. Some people call it the monsoon season, but it's heavy rain almost every day, and then it dries up. Sometimes you can't even, I drove a motorcycle over there years ago, you can't even see in front of you. The rain was coming down that hard. And um, of course, that irrigates the fields, and that's why they can grow rice. They need to Mm -hmm. flood the fields, Mm -hmm. the paddy fields. And that's one of the reasons Thailand has always been somewhat prosperous, they never had famine. They always had rice. And yeah. had, their, their fruits and vegetables are just incredible. Mango and papaya and pineapple and just a very good diet, actually. Yeah. You go over there, you eat healthy.
1: Yeah, when you came back, I told you, you looked great. You lost weight. Yeah. You had energy. Yeah. And then you come back to the American yeah, food. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right, yeah, right. That, that's, that's why i got to go not, back again. Oh, I know. And I, I want to go with you. <laughs> so they sure. have a
0: saying in Thailand yeah. that there's there's there's, how do they say it? There's rice in the patty and there's fish in the stream. It means life's okay. Yeah, you know we got enough abundance and, yeah. in that way. Anyway, and the the problem with that is they don't sense a lack, or yeah. let's say a need of a savior. Or they don't sense a lack. What is my life about? Now that's changing. There's some questioning going on, but they have this attitude of like it's called "my ben lie," which means uh, take it easy mm-hmm. or be cool. What was it in Lion King? Kumbaya, uh they yeah. had that yeah, same kind of, yeah, just right. be cool, yeah. take it easy yeah. well that's okay, but life is real, life mm-hmm. is earnest You know what is this? what are we doing here, mm-hmm. and that, that's where we're trying to move yeah. with the gospel message in a Thai kind of a format how do you approach them with the gospel
1: and so look, let's jump to religion then in Thailand so the prominent national religion is Buddhism but there's also Chinese religions such as Hinduism, right? And then uh, males are also um, set up to be monks for a while regardless, right? Is there a certain age bracket? Well, Talk a little bit about yeah, religion. Uh, first of all,
0: yeah, Buddhism is the dominant religion. Mm-hmm. It's about 94%. It depends how you graph it out. Um, but then there's uh, Hinduism is strongly influenced. That. Yeah. That's really where Buddhism came from was India. Right, the right. Buddha was from North India. And so you have Hinduism and then you have Islam at about 4%. <coughs> particularly in the south and then Christianity maybe 2% mm. slow growth. Yeah. So but underneath that all is what's known as animism. Everyday life is about spirits. Spirit shrine, spirit house, little children wear spirit right. strings to keep evil spirits away. Yeah. People wear magic charms, little mm-hmm. special medals, I think. Right. And the idea with a a uh, a boy or a young man going into the monastery for uh-huh. 3 months or 6 months They'll do that sometime in their high school career to go in to be trained as a monk, not full time, but like during the summer. And they believe when they do that, they're learning about Buddhism, but they're also making merit for their parents. Merit simply means uh, your life will be better in your next life. They believe in karma, you know, that you come back, you come back in a Mm -hmm. cyclic format. You know, if you did good or evil in this life, that's going to go into the next life. The key is. In their belief system, is that one day you'll break off the wheel of karma and you'll be an enlightened being. You're free of attachment, and so they believe any way they can make merit now. You know, feed the monks. Yeah. uh, Don't eat meat on the special uh, Buddhist holidays where they don't kill. um, Yeah. Give it to the poor. These kind of things, you're making merit. You're making your next life that much better.
1: You you know, and John, uh, you've shown me pictures in the past of all the different temples. Oh, yeah. And and the um, statues and, I guess, the idols that they have, even outside restaurants and regardless of where it is. Could you talk a little bit about that? Well,
0: yeah, that's two separate things, actually, David. Okay. See, you have Buddhist Mm -hmm. images, statues. We see them all over. You know, some people see the happy Buddha or this and that. Well, there's some that pray to those entities. They don't, classical Buddhism does not believe in God. Mm. It's atheistic at its core. Mm-hmm. They, they think the problem with life... Here's, here's how Buddhism starts. I'll just yeah. give you a little background. Go ahead. About the 5th century B.C., before Christ. Actually, it's at the very time that Israel went into captivity, Babylonian captivity, that, that time span, 500 years before Christ. There is a man in northern India, a rather wealthy man by the name of Siddhartha, and he's a prince. Yeah, He has a wife. He has a little boy. and But he, he questions life. What's life about? You know, he, he really, and he's sheltered. He's, he's wealthy. He lives in a kind of like a castle of sorts uh-huh. up in Nepal, up in the north India region. And one day he goes out, and he encounters four different people on his journey. He's like on horseback, and he's riding around the countryside. He sees, he sees a, a poor person, uh, impoverished. And then he sees uh, a, a, a monk that's uh, been fasting. He's almost dead. He's emaciated. Then he comes upon a, a, a very sick person with like leprosy. And then he comes upon a funeral with a corpse. And he looks at those four things and he says, life is about suffering. How do, can we get away? Well, there's death. There's decay. There's disease. There's yeah. poverty. How do I break this cycle? And he leaves his home leaves his wife, his child, and he goes off <clears> to seek enlightenment. Now, remember, he comes from a Hindu background. That's his background, which predates Buddhism. So he goes out and he meditates and he contemplates and he fasts. And he, one day, he to make a long story short, he's sitting under this tree. It's called yeah. a bow tree or bodhi tree. And that's where it clicks. He says, I got it. He, he comes to what's known, they call enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And Buddha means the awakened one. His name is really Siddhartha, but that's his name. But when he becomes enlightened or awake, they call him Buddha. He's now the Buddha. And he, and he figures out life. And he says it's based on four basic principles. All life is about suffering. Hmm. Any way you look in life, there's suffering. Okay? Uh, whether it's uh, pain, uh, loss of a loved one, uh, impending death, uh, you lose a job, you lose a dog, suffering. Suff- noble truth number two, suffering comes from attachment. If I really have to have a cup of coffee when I wake up in the morning, I don't get it. I'm a little bit upset. But if you lose your favorite pet dog, you really suffer, mm-hmm. let alone lose a best friend yeah. or lose a job. You see, you, we suffer because we're attached to that. He says, therefore, the third noble truth is is eliminate the attachment. And you do this by meditation, by contemplation, by a bunch of different forms. And then he says, uh, you'll do this by following what's called the eightfold path: right thinking, right, uh, uh, right desires, right meditation, right huh. contemplation. And he says, if you if you really want to do it, renounce this life and go into monastery and really get serious about it. But if you don't, and you're just a regular guy and you have a job, a regular woman and gets married, and has kids, you can work on it, but you're going to come back in, in, in another life to keep working on that system. But if you're a boot, if you're a, a monk and you're serious about it. You might reach enlightenment quicker because you're you're not attached to the world. You get it? Oh yeah. That's the goal. Now, over the years and centuries, it's become more uh, religious, mm-hmm. uh, with the statues, with the ceremonies. Mm-hmm. But pure di- Buddhism is really not about all that. It is really what they would say: "Get out of here." In other words, work out your salvation. That was his last words of the Buddha. He would teach this for about forty-five years, and then he dies. They think he might have died of food poisoning. We don't know. But his last words were. Everything is
1: temporary. Work out your salvation. Work it out. So, so in the spirit of that, what, what what did he say about his own salvation? What 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 did he come to grips with? I mean, what 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 are what were we on the planet for in his mind?
0: Well, well, that 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 goes to the whole concept of existence in yeah. Buddhism. None of this is real. Right. It's what's known as Maya. Did you see uh, what was the uh, uh, the movie uh, with the, the the Buddhist elements in it? Uh, Kaduna Reeves was in it. Um, oh, The
2: Matrix? The Matrix. Yeah. You see, yes. that
0: has that a lot of yeah. Buddhist themes oh. in it. Okay. And where, where he believes all this that we see is illusionary. <laughs> yeah. In other words, if you sit at this table long enough, thousands, of it's going to dissolve. It's going to break down. Mm-hmm. It's going to dissolve. Mm-hmm. Not, and right. so all of this is illusionary. We mm. think it's real. It's not real. But because we're <laughs> asleep, mm-hmm. w- we live in this where we think what we think is real is real. But really... From a Buddhist point of view, very different mm-hmm. than a Christian uh, cosmology, they think that once you see it's illusionary, you can get beyond it, uh, because it's all it's all a fabrication right. of your mind. Yeah. Uh, it's like a knot, and uh, you got to mm-hmm. untie it, and then you enter what they call pure consciousness, or enlightenment, or nirvana, or samadhi. Whatever mystery. that means. Whatever that means, it right. means you are an awakened being now. You are, you're, you're conscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- now that comes from Hinduism. Mm-hmm don't forget he was a hindu he right. just says i'm going to get you there he's like the martin luther of hinduism he reforms mm-hmm. hinduism but hinduism says that every human being has a spark of the divine it's like thinking the sun is <clears just> know, <looking throat> off these sparks right. the sun is like a universal mind in hinduism called brahman and then each person has a spark of the divine called akman and the key to life in hinduism is to merge that spark back to the universal source what they call the, the 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 little dew drop merges with the glistening sea and you achieve universal huh. consciousness yeah. so you'll see those elements in buddhism mm. that's why they'll stress meditation contemplation vegetarianism all kinds of non-attachment kind of things whereas christianity says man's problem that's not his problem man comes into this world he doesn't have god in him Matter of fact, it says we are dead in our trespasses and sins. Mm -hmm. But through Christ, to as many as received him, to them he gave the power. Mm -hmm. So you have that very important Mm -hmm. distinction between the Eastern and the Christian uh, basic understanding of the human condition. That's so vital. Because that's why in Eastern religion, even in New Age, Shirley MacLaine, the Mm -hmm. famous author, will say, You're God, but you just don't know it. She says that in her book, uh, Out on a Limb. Mm -hmm. It's that idea you can... You can achieve Godhood or enlightenment by going inward, by meditation, by contemplation and all. Not so with Christianity. You don't work to go inward. You you admit we're separated from God, but through Christ's death, burial, resurrection, we can receive the Holy Spirit.
1: Right. So when we become the vessel Uh to hold the Holy Spirit, how does that play into what you just said? about then looking internally and controlling your thoughts and trying to be more in your Christian walk I mean there's a little bit of that
0: you can appeal it, yeah. there's there are elements in Buddhism you can appeal right they'll they'll say the issue with life is a te- is a suffering okay. you got to okay. get rid of this suffering whereas in Christianity we embrace suffering mm-hmm. that's the whole deal with the cross it's not escaping it. It's God comes and embraces. He comes down and identifies with suffering humanity and he embraces the cross. Right. right. But through that, then we receive eternal life. Yeah. You know, so there are. So, so the
1: way to enlightenment is yeah. to remove suffering. Yes. And then focus, get into My, that the, the zen The key mode. Is, re, yeah. is remove attachment. Okay. That remove attachment, then you'll remove suffering. So get away from the worldly possessions and everything else, so you can get into that zen state.
0: But, but possessions aren't necessarily wrong unless they possess you. Yeah. Do you understand? There's yeah. a difference.
1: Well, hey, that, that, that's also in our Christian. That's true. System.
0: That is exactly true. You know, right? So that kind of yeah. now the other problem with this, <laughs> I mean, issues with this is they do believe there's a spirit world. The, the, yeah. Now this is a point of contact because yeah. they believe there's the, 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 there's an unseen world mm-hmm. of, of what they call angels and demonic. Right. Mm-hmm. Now they believe those are illusionary if you really get into Buddhism but everyday Buddhists believe yeah. there is spirits there is angelic there's and you can you can help they can help you or hurt you. Right. And so one of the appeals of the gospel is um, that Jesus says in me you can trample on serpents and scorpions. Well, that was a metaphor for the demonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus says you can cast out spirits. It says you're no longer under the control of the wicked one. That's powerful. I'll give you an example. When I was over there doing a documentary on the tsunami two months after it hit, uh, 19, um, uh, 2004, uh, right up the day after yeah. Christmas, we went down two months later to do a film, uh, The Rebuilding. And we, our van driver, a Thai guy, was driving me and Bobby, you know, the film mm-hmm. guy, yeah. and then my friend Doctor Scarsella. And he says, "Don't go by this beach over here. Definitely don't swim over here." Now this is two months after the tsunami. We go, "Why?" He says, "A lot of foreigners died down here. They drowned, and their spirits uh, are oh, haunting gosh. the place. They mm-hmm. believe in this." Wow. And we says, "Well, we don't. We're not afraid of that." Mm-hmm. He says, "Why aren't you afraid?" And then we explain the power we have mm-hmm. in Christ, and they found that wow, very appealing. Yes. see, that's, that's very beautiful. appealing. So, so you're not yeah. knocking their belief system. No, absolutely. You never want to do
1: that. No, absolutely right. Absolutely. So that's yeah. that's critical. give the alternative, and
0: why we, yeah. Always remember this. We get where do we get our, our belief system? Mm-hmm. Whatever we, where do we usually get our beliefs from?
1: Our parents. Who got it from where? Their parents. And so, if you yeah.
0: attack their belief or their religion, it's right. like attacking, attacking their, their whole their parents yeah. or their. Yeah. Or their, yeah. their so yeah. you you it's can't not, do that because people true. become resistant, defensive. Yeah. So here's the analogy I give, the metaphor I give. When I was in Thailand, especially when my kids were with me, they were playing out in the yard. We had a fenced-in yard. I would always watch out. One thing was for snakes. Yes. That, wasn't a, that was a partial problem. But mm-hmm. for dogs, wild dogs. They're like mean. Some of them are mean, not mm-hmm. all. But they mm-hmm. kind of run wild. They're not yeah. like we have in no. America a little bit. No, far. I know. Okay. <laughs> but suppose a, a really mean dog came into the yard, mm-hmm. you know, like what we call it, like a junkyard dog. Mm-hmm. And he's over in the corner of the yard, and he's got an old bone, and he's gnawing on it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking to myself, there's very little nourishment on that bone. And he's liable to break off a shard of that bone and choke himself and yeah. hurt himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a really good guy and go take that bone away from him. What's he going to do to me? Fury. He'll oh, take yeah. my arm off. That's right. <laughs> now, if I was cooking a steak in yeah. gravy with mushroom, yeah. and I go out there very gingerly and lay it alongside him, yeah. What might he do with that old bone? Oh, he gonna leave that bone. <laughs> okay, now here's the key. Those belief systems have very little spiritual. I'm management. gonna fight him for that anyway. But we've got the stake. We got yeah, the stake. Yeah, we got, got the, the, word the word of God. Word. Oh, yeah, we God. have to take what it and, and, and in a very compelling way, just yes. lay it alongside him. Right. Them.
2: Yes, because yeah. because we who are walk, who are Christians, we know the truth. We know the light. We know the way. But even though. What their belief system is really, really strong, and it comes from generation to generation to generation, but only God gives life. Yeah. So if we just give them life in love, yeah. they will know the difference. Yeah, right, that's because your one, key. That's yeah. the key.
0: And if we, if we pull at that <laughs> bone or criticize <laughs> yeah. that bone, yes. they're gonna grab, hold on tighter. That's, but if, that's if we realize what we have in the Word of God mm-hmm. and the, the power of the Holy Spirit, yes. lay that alongside them, just say, Here's why we don't fear evil spirits. Here's why we can have peace. Yeah. Here's why Jesus will forgive us of all sins yeah. and right. give us a new life. Right. Here's why it's only going to get better, yeah. you know, when we when we leave this lifetime. Right. You're not going to be reincarnated. So we'll, but we must learn how to do that in a winsome compelling way.
1: Mm-hmm. You're there. And, and so, you know, John, one of the things that we talked about that isn't there something like 35,000 temples in, Th- in Thailand alone, more than that. Yes. So what do you do when you go into those temples? I mean, do they have do, services, or are you just go in and pray?
0: Well, okay. Number one, the temple. You're, you're right. There's yeah, thousands of temples. Yeah. Uh, one time, there was more temples in Thailand than there were Christians. Right. So a temple. Think of the old uh, parish. Yeah. Uh, 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 church. Right. In the center of town, like a New England town. Well, that was the center, not just for religious activity, but that was all uh, everyday activity. Mm-hmm. You know, they have picnics there and all this. First and foremost. The temple is where the monks usually live and get trained. They live there. Okay. Their career. Oh, I got it. um, They don't get married. I'm talking about career monks, right? That's where they will have funeral services. They burn bodies there. They cremate. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's where um, they'll have festivals. That's where they will uh, have um, special monuments to famous monks and they bury their ashes there in these little yeah, conical, yeah. you know, triangular shaped little uh structures. So it becomes like the center of uh civic activity. So if you go out to a little village or town, the, that Buddhist temple become more than just a religious center. It's like where they might have a carnival. Interestingly enough, they if they find a stray dog or a stray cat, the people will throw it over the wall of the Buddhist that not kill it, but I mean they will place it inside the Buddhist temple because they know the Buddhists won't kill anything, so they'll take care of it. Oh my it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that because they're, they're really big uh, non-violence.
1: Uh, yeah, go and so and now we can go back to what you were talking about uh, with Wanda. So in terms of their belief system, uh-huh. one of the things that we talked about mm-hmm. is with spiritism and animism, it's about getting strength and power. Isn't that what we discussed? And then the ultimate power is obviously our walk and our faith in Jesus Christ because we can, as you said, yeah. step on serpents and, uh-huh. and, and defeat the enemy because Christ already did. Oh. So so th- that's really what it's all about over there, right? And they actually call, that they they kind of want the spirits to come because they think that's how they're going to get power, demonic stuff. Now that's
0: different than Buddhism. That predates, that comes before Buddhism, animism. Right is the belief that we're surrounded by a spiritual realm. Right. Uh, for good or for bad, mm-hmm. and that you can you can uh, be in touch with these things. Yeah. You know, for one way or Right. And, and this is all across the world. We teach courses on this to our new missionaries. Mm-hmm. You see it all in the Old Testament. Like when Moses confronts Pharaoh, let yeah. my people go. Right. He calls his magicians out. Yeah. And they're duplicating right. two of those miracles that Moses does. <laughs> blade on your staff, mm-hmm. you know, the one. Mm-hmm. So animism is very real that to me is their everyday life in thailand is about spirits not buddhism buddhism is for dedication of a house birth of a child uh, a young man coming of age weddings funerals yeah that's buddhism but everyday life it's about spirits Hmm. it's about spirits same thing oftentimes in islam big uh, you know coming of age marriage funerals dedication of a house Mm -hmm. Everyday life, that's the big religion, okay? Everyday life is evil eye, is uh, going to the the graves of a sheikh, a famous sheikh or something, wearing a blue stone, all animistic.
1: Mm -hmm. So as a Christian, uh, like when you were in the car and he said, we can't go down there because the spirits are down there. With the 2% uh, Christian faith now there, Uh what, what is happening in Thailand to see that growth? And how does that two percent interact with that majority? I mean, what have you seen? Well,
0: you know, yeah, it's, how's it coming to be? Things are changing now. Yeah. There's more awareness of the uh, because why you got internet, you got student travel abroad, yeah. you have an increase of foreigners coming there. Not just classic mm-hmm. missionaries, but just everyday people that come yeah. and share their faith. Um, the, the, the Christianity has very has high favor in Thailand. That's why we're able to get visas because. 200, 300 years ago when missionaries would go overseas. Many were doctors, surgeons, and they helped the royal family. Oh. And they, they started nursing schools. This I'm talking about the eighteen hundreds. So we were coming in on the goodwill. That's of wonderful. These early, yeah. yeah similar so the old China. regime yeah. looked at it. If yeah. that's
1: the case then why is it still only two percent
0: Well that's a good question, yeah. because if you look at South Korea, right, both these countries are very similar. Right. You know they're uh, Buddhist countries, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were rice-producing countries, yeah. you know, uh, they, uh, but South Korea is almost a third Christian, mm-hmm. I mean, when I, wherever I go, I see Korean missionaries, it's just right. what it is, they're oh, the best, yeah. I think, some of the best missionaries in our mission organization, they go to the most difficult, dangerous places on the planet Earth to share the gospel, they're like a 29% Christian, South wow. Korea, and then you
1: look at North Korea across the if Well, if you, if you do a Google search yeah, at uh, night, a satellite, right. yeah.
0: you look at the lights all on in South mm-hmm. Korea, all over the place. And then you look at uh, North Korea, you see just one or two lights on the And city. what was
1: the catalyst for that growth, John?
0: Good question. I asked this, that's yeah. a good question, because I asked this at a conference once I was doing in Chiang Mai yeah. with Koreans in attendance, Korean uh-huh. uh, missionaries. I said, so why is this? You are yeah. very similar in countries. And he says, one of the reasons was we wanted to change. I'll never forget that. This is a Korean guy. He says, we, as a people, wanted to change. Hmm. That's a very interesting statement because go back again now to Thailand. They have an attitude, a general attitude Mm -hmm. of what's called uh, my ben lai means. Take it easy or be cool or relax. Everything's Mm -hmm. okay. You know, we got fish in the stream. We got rice in the patties. Life is moving along. It's a little like in America. You got a job, you got a car, things are rolling along pretty good, mm-hmm. you don't look, you're not looking, you don't have a need, you know yeah, what I'm saying? You're just yeah. kind of coasting along yeah. through life like right. the rich young ruler. Yeah. But the, the, what he told me is, uh, and of course they had the war there, the Korean War, mm-hmm. which certainly shocked people. But today, I mean, Korea is the story. China is going to be the story of the 21st century in terms of growth of Christianity. Africa is is huge in terms of Christian growth. South America, where you're losing Christianity is Western Europe and perhaps America. We don't know. I mean, we're kind of in between. We're trending. Our trend lines are not good. Mm -hmm. If you look at church attendance and Mm -hmm. these kind of... We could have a a revival or a restoration. Mm -hmm. But if you look... uh, parts of Africa off the charts, China off the charts, South South Korea, um, Brazil, uh, these countries we don't hear about because our focus for so long has been up north on uh, Europe, England, America, Canada, but more and more it's the southern hemisphere that's carrying the ball, so to speak, with the gospel.
1: It, you know, John, one of the interesting things uh, I would love to have uh, the listeners hear is a story about Raymond. The school that he started, where it all started, Uh with just uh, open field, and how, with the power of Christ and our Christian faith, and your fasting and praying, what what transpired over the last ten years? Could you could you take everybody back how this all started? Yeah.
0: Okay. So, what it was was um, my family. We went over as missionaries in 1984. By that time, I had two little boys, my wife Marina. So. One day I think it was right after Easter I was at the post office <laughs> I think and I met this guy, a German fellow. He was on his motorcycle I was like, we got talking cuz you don't see many foreigners yeah, over, you know. Right. And uh, he said, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a Christian, I'm a tent maker, self supporting He had a little export business. He exported these little de- deodorant Yeah, remember you showed me that. And <laughs> um, but he really had a heart to serve mm-hmm. God, especially see Thai mm-hmm. people come to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I says he says, "Will you come out to my land?" And look at it and see if you have any ideas. Well, his backstory was, <coughs> Raymond was part of the 60s. Yes. He, he was a hippie. Yeah. I mean, he was a genuine hippie. Mm-hmm. Lived in southern Thailand on the beaches. It was wild, yeah. you know, back then. And uh, uh, drugs and occultic activity and mm-hmm. just, you know, just yeah. he was lost. This could right. be. But he came to Christ. He genuinely came to Christ. And he met his wife, a Thai girl, who was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And... They moved from the beaches of Thailand back up where her parents owned land, up right where I lived in yeah. central Thailand. So I went out to his land, and I tell you, it was so desolate. It looked so sparse. There's a couple of, like little sk- trees and a skinny cow or something. And I go, I don't know, Reagan. I mean, I don't have wisdom of Solomon. I don't know what to do. Tell you, I says, here's what I think. We could fast and we could pray every Thursday. I think we'd decide on Thursday. I said, just put it in God's hands because yeah. I don't have any idea. So we had a plastic mat, and we'd go out there, and we'd fast, and we'd read some scriptures. every thir- Whenever we could do it. I'm not saying we did it every Thursday, but most Thursdays. Uh-huh. Sometimes we couldn't. He had no money. He was going to lose his visa. About a month later, the Australian embassy calls him and says, We want to give you a grant. We want you to build a rice mill up on your land because the farmers are getting ripped off when they take their they take their rice to be shelled. Right. And they're getting ripped off by these almost like companies that were charging them extra and he got that. And then another grant came in for him. Well, that was twenty years ago, twenty plus. Today he he had, he has a school right in the Thai Myanmar yeah. border, hundred and thirty students. You've seen videos yes. of this. He's yeah. got a teaching staff up there. And these children are refugees. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying all would go into the sex trafficking trade, which is big mm-hmm. over there. But they would go into the sweatshops. Yeah. Or they would be mishandled, these poor little guys. It, mostly, you know, grade school and now junior high. And this thing is expanding. And he's got favor with the government. But it's christ Center school. Yes. He's built a church up by the uh, uh, Golden Triangle. That's the famous opium. That's where the kids were in the cave last summer. Yeah. That, right in that region. Oh, wow. This church is run by a Thai pastor. Great children's outreach. He's got a church now where we did the film in uh, southern Thailand where the tsunami hit down in Phuket. He rescues kids that are in... uh, drug-infested, uh, real dysfunction mm-hmm. in families. Where they'll, they'll say, okay, take my child, uh, yeah. and, and you raise him. And he's got about 25 living on his land. He's teaching him computer, organic farming. Um, well, now yeah. he's building a prayer and fasting center. I know. Because that's how he thinks this all began. Yeah. And so people could go over there. Let's say you want to go to Thailand, mm-hmm. and you wanted to uh, see the crafts of the silk, yes. <laughs> okay, yes. okay, the jewelry, okay. <laughs> ride right, an right, elephant. But you wanted to spend a week prayer, fasting, uh, uh, with medical staff, check your, you know, your vitals and all that and be in an environment, uh, a spiritual environment for one week and then go into the schools. Schools are wide open. You could share your testimony. Raymond will get you wow. in there and then go back and finish off your tour. Let's say you went for three mm-hmm. weeks, make it worthwhile. And then you could do your shopping or golfing or do the Thai site touristy things. You see, mm-hmm. ride the canals or something, the river. So he it's a it's this is not just a vision anymore. He's got a third of this thing completed. Yes. You'll have your own bungalow. Yep. There's a conference hall, there'll <clears> be a <throat> library and there's a swimming pool.
1: Your, your your hut you stayed in was not a hut, yeah, it right? Was brick. So, it was beautiful. Yeah. It had a private bathroom. So a what, what area, I see the over place there to sleep, a patio. there is people have yeah. vision.
0: Right. And they're like characters. Yeah. They're like people you'll read about when you go and get a <clears throat> bookstore, you know, get these yeah. He had a vision. He had nothing. I mean, he was down to his last whatever, you know, in terms of money. Today, he's extremely wealthy land-wise. Right, Right. Now, he gets churches in different parts Mm -hmm. of the world, like Germany, help him Mm -hmm. and support. And the government recognizes he's doing a good work, so they give him funding. But he's always keep moving forward, you understand? Yeah. But it's very similar to our friends in Chiang Mai, Avis and Roy Rideout. I told you about them. They actually will be on the radio station, God willing, one day. They're working with refugees on the Thai-Cambodian border after the Vietnam War. Remember the killing fields and people were escaping. So they worked there in those refugee camps. Then after a while they moved up to Chiang Mai and they were missionaries, they're from Canada. And she went to a hospital in Chiang Mai once and she was going through the house and she saw this little baby in a crib. The baby was real thin and scrawny and she said to the nurse, what's going on here? She says, well that baby has HIV AIDS and they basically are letting the baby die. You know, Just lay there and give them minimal care. And she says, Can I take the baby home? Well, it was kind of unheard of for a foreigner to do that, but they, they say, Okay. They give her the baby. It was a little girl. Yeah. I think she was about nine months old, ten mm-hmm. months old. She took it home, husband and children. They go, What are you doing, mom? What's this? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So she cares for the child. Then she gets another child, another. And the government finally says, Okay, we'll give you permission. That was 20. Five years ago, when we went up to her place, I mm-hmm. always remember this. I mm-hmm. I wanted to meet her, and we're looking for where this they live. And I saw this little bungalow off to the side, mm-hmm. and in the wind was this uh, clothesline mm-hmm. with all these white diapers flapping in the wind. Oh she was feeling funny. <laughs> Today she has over a hundred children. Wow, uh, she's got a clinic. She's uh was at FedEx or what donated like mm-hmm. a million dollars so she could put up a dormitory. She has incredible faith. Isn't I don't that know. And she's joyful in a difficult yeah. se- Because back early on, they were losing children yeah. HIV, AIDS. Mm. They were living maybe six months, maybe two years and mm. dying. You get attached to these. Now there's retroviral drugs. That now people are living mm-hmm. kind of okay. like Magic Johnson, Well, you're living almost like a normal life. Yeah. So that now she's built homes for them where they have, like, Thai yeah. parents, so they have more of a natural family setting so yeah. then they can get launched out into the work yeah. world. Yeah. But again, like Raymond, vision plus prayer, prayer. plus a grind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, 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 it's not easy. No, never But yeah. uh, one of the things foreign travel has done for us, for Maria, it, 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 you meet interesting people. I mean, yeah. you meet kind of... Remember Reader's Digest, unforgettable character? They used yes. to have a section every... Yes. I've met unforgettable characters. Yeah, you have. <laughs> oh my but God. Uh, they, they strengthen your faith. Yeah, and they and, they, and I always leave and I say, oh, ye of little faith," to yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the,
1: you know it. Yeah, it, and the amazing thing is where Raymond came from. Yeah, he was involved in some cultic yeah, practices. Right, right, yeah. We were talking about yeah. some crazy yeah, stuff right. on the last show yeah, sure. where he was with this guy that could transform and go from one room to the next. That's where the supernatural you right. can see. And here in the States, we were talking about right. that. Uh, my wife is studying um, the armor of God again. Yes, and, 6. and I think these stories are important, Wanda, Absolutely. so that the people in the U.S. know yes. the supernatural is real yeah. yes. and why we need our armor and why we need our faith. Mm-hmm. That, that's what strengthened in me. The other thing is, you think about prayer yeah. and what has happened. He had no money. He's mm-hmm. putting a pool in yeah. and private rooms now for this prayer and fasting facility exactly it, it's becoming the Taj Mahal mm. and then we also look at WEC. you know John I've been to your headquarters in Philly yeah. mm-hmm. it's one of the prime real estate lands it's where Camp Hill were you know mm-hmm. where Washington had his last stand before going to Valley Forge it, it's a castle yeah. right. and ATD, it's, yeah. it, it's it's amazing what God gives yeah. uh, and, and how he provides so when you think of the true power in yeah. our faith the true power in our faith it, it It is our walk in Christ right. and the amazing things he can do. Our mm. life has changed, Marilyn and I, since we've been Christians. Mm. And the prayer that we've done, stuff has happened that we never could have done. Yes, mm. right. You know, mm. getting the building and the land never would have happened right. if it wasn't for prayer. Right. Raymond. So I hope the listeners understand that we bring these stories up. To just invite them to look over the fence, yeah. and when you start to see the power, this isn't hocus pocus. Mm-hmm. Bunch of Jesus lovers out here talking nonsense. We're trying to give you real life stuff, exactly, and how your faith can transform it. Yeah. So, um, in the spirit of that, you know, the kinds of people you met and stayed with over there, a lot of the kids now are becoming part of the admin group, right? Yeah, right. And so they're giving back. That's the beautiful thing, too. Yeah. It's 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 it's. The, <laughs> here's the deal. Yeah. To me, I, I I've been a Christian
0: now um forty five years. It is the answer for the world. It just is. I mean it yeah. you know, it, it just <laughs> is the answer. Yeah. It answers it's the best explanation for life. It's the best reason for living. He empowers us. I said I, I, I once told people I become a Christian for the music alone. We got the best music at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Am I right? Am I right, <laughs> you're Wanda? Right. Yeah, So you're right. but I mean <laughs> to go around the world we get and, and meet brothers and sisters in Christ, yeah. and you're closer to them than you are some of your own family sometimes because you are the, the Holy Spirit. Right. But to know it's only going to get better because when we leave this planet, the Bible says, I have not seen or ear heard or entered the heart of man with great things. God has prepared mm-hmm. for those that love it. Yeah. But we have not because we ask not. Right. So, you see, and, and I tell people, if you feel like you're weak in prayer, get with people who pray. Yeah. If you yeah. have weak faith, Get with people who have faith. <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, you know, John. <laughs>
1: even for me, it, you know, since we've been doing the show, you know, I listen to you and Wanda pray. I'm like, man, are they good? You know, I still stink at it. So, no, you but don't. then, no, no, I do. So then i have to, I have to realize it's just talking. Yeah. You're just talking to Christ, and I so you really, right. you know, once I break through that, you know, yeah. I'll yeah. probably figure it out. But um, you know, it is so important, and I got to tell you. The the, the amount of protection that you give, you know, Marilyn would say to me, you know, like, I don't know what to do. And and now I never said that. I would say, all we can do is pray. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have that, oh my gosh, in this world, especially with what we're telling you about the supernatural, hey, man, you're exposed. Yeah. So th- that's the whole thing. That is what this trip to Thailand means to me. And I hope the the, the viewers understand the power of prayer mm-hmm, yeah. and what you saw and what is there today. And, you know, you're walking the missionary faith. John, you know, and be- before we get out of here, I have to ask you, because mm-hmm. everybody thinks, you know, John Murtha, oh my gosh, his life has been so perfect. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're right. so... And, have, have you ever questioned your faith and how have you gone through that? I mean, you're coming back again. You get reinforced with these trips you take and mm-hmm. you see the power mm-hmm. uh, of our Lord and Savior and the prayer and the effects of it. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever get down even yeah. now? Well, yeah. how, do you, I mean, how do you push through a that? A big thing for me
0: was when I came to Christ. Yeah. I was lost, yeah. David. I mean, I was lost. Mm-hmm. You right. know, Paul says at the end of his mm-hmm. life, I was chief of sinners. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul mm-hmm. says that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really lost and I was searching. I mean, that's why I got interested in Buddhism yeah. and Taoism and these other things. So when I came to Christ, yeah. it, I, I really do identify with the demonic of Gadara. When Jesus crosses the lake, goes through a storm, reaches this guy that's basically living in a cemetery, out of his mind, yeah. half crazy, cutting mm-hmm. himself with stones, and he, and he heals him, and he mm. saves him. And he's in his right mind, fully clothed, and he says, Jesus, I want to follow you. And Jesus says, you go tell your friends what great things God has done for you. And I really identify with that guy because I know where he took me from. Mm-hmm. And then I felt, I'm not saying I heard an audible voice, but I felt like God was saying, go tell your friends and family, and I, which I did. And then it was like he said, go back to Southeast Asia where you were a soldier and tell them. So it's never been like a big sacrifice for me. Wow. But that yeah, we, I mean, if you track my life, I mean, there was times I... Paul says, "I've learned to abound and be abased." There's times we have a little, a little like Jim Carrey says, "I didn't know we were poor. I just saw our family like camping." You know, but I mean, we learned just to, just to you know, we, all we had was a motorcycle. That was, we didn't have a TV. We did, we had each other. You know, yeah. But yeah. now it, it's a different season of life. I mean, I, I right. live in Bay. I do this. I do that. Yeah. But my point was that frontal, that what I call the frontal encounter with Christ. What he set me free from. And what he did for me and I did nothing for him. Even I can honestly say I've done nothing in the scope of mm-hmm. the cross. Yeah. I and mm-hmm. I'm not just saying that yeah. cliché, but what I've done is like privilege. He he gave me. I mean, it's not a sacrifice for me to go here or go there or do this. It's not but when he saved me and I knew I was saved, that was it. Game on. That, Game that on is, for me. Yes. That was it for me. Yeah. Yes. But, and, and, uh, and that's really you know, the key that, right yeah. That, yeah. that. was yes. it. But I mean I've had downs. We've yeah. raised four kids and been here, yeah. been there. But uh, God willing, I mean, I'll, I'll keep rolling until I'm 100. I mean, yeah. I've no yeah. retirement plans. i got no, yeah. I got no plans
1: other than to, to, to know Christ and to make him known.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and,
1: you know, th- that's exactly right, you know, Wanda. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the impacts of, you know, walking with John and mm-hmm. uh, the faith that yes. uh, my walk the past few years yeah. has been that now I do want to tell other people and I'm rushing to do it. Yes. And especially... Um, you know with these other with these other guys because their life gets too regimented yeah. and they think this is foolishness yeah. until they're at a point in their life when they're older and they start questioning their mortality. Mm. I point. feel so blessed even though I got it late that I got it. That's at this point. age so that I at least have some time yeah. to do something with it. Yeah. I am not perfect. I still have a bad temper. Okay. I had so many faults. You know, I, I, we're going to need another room to write them on the walls. But what I, what I do know is by knowing that mm-hmm. and still trying to do what we're doing here, anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. It's not us. We, we you know, we're, we're a part of it because we're a community and you mm-hmm. do need other people. You have to have other you people. Have a- you have to have other Absolutely. people. Absolutely. One of the things you told me in the car again, and you're going to say this on Sunday... Is you have to be a part of a church Gotta of be. some kind. to be. You have to be, mm-hmm. and you're seeing churches get planted in Thailand, right? And and how how are they successful? I mean, the- how
0: does it? The two greatest institutions God created on this planet to better culture and society yeah. is the family and the church. Right. And when I say church, I mean the local yeah. church. Yeah. And you know better than me, Wanda, because you've been in church for your life. Whole... Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. it's a community community of believers that come yeah. together on a regular basis under pastoral career and authority. Mm-hmm. And just think, when we, when we teach this on the mission field, we say upward, inward, outward. Mm-hmm. Upward in terms of worship and praise to God and prayer. Mm-hmm. Inward, where we try to meet the needs of the brothers and sisters in Christ and disciple yeah. them up. And right. outward well we reach out to a lost world through our word through our witness and through practical works of mercy mm-hmm. well, how about you Anna? yeah maybe mm-hmm. you can have a comment on India. Oh,
2: and I want to go back just a little bit when uh, David you were speaking the the word of God said I die David mm-hmm. and that the, the premise of that clearly tells us there's something that all of us always works on mm-hmm. so when when you say uh, we can just write it on the wall we all can Okay. Uh, <laughs> so there's there's always something. It's, we go from faith to faith and glory to glory, and we just walk out our salvation. Thank I you. just wanted to just mm. speak on that piece because that was another that's mm-hmm. that that stuck out. Yeah. and it was so powerful, John, what you were saying. Two of the most powerful entities is the church and the family. Mm-hmm. And and is and if you notice, when you have a consistent walk with your family and a consistent. When uh, um, you are consistently and faithfully uh, attending and mm-hmm. participating in your local church, mm-hmm. if you stop and think about it, your life usually works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You're yeah. right, Wanda. It yeah. has a certain
2: rhythm. It to has, you're has right about a that. certain rhythm yeah. to it, y- even in and the it's down undeniable. period. Yeah, yeah. yeah, even
1: the down period, which Absolutely. all of us will have, it, when it, just because you get into that community doesn't mean you're going to be free right. of challenges. Yes. Before God, uh, before Jesus went up with his father, he made it clear yes. that you will have trouble. He told wow. the disciples, yes. watch out, man, because, yes. you know, yes. the enemy's flying around you. Absolutely. Well, even the world has we, trouble. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> this is it. Right. But with Wanda's point, yes. there is
1: a there is a
0: certain rhythm or yeah. an alignment. Yeah. You yeah. still have you're setbacks. Right you lose yeah. a loved one. Mm-hmm. You have a mm-hmm. setback. Yeah. But you, I always say to people... yeah. How do you go through life without turning to God in prayer? Yeah. I mean, that's the uh, beauty of our situation. Well, now, yeah. We're not alone right. in our in our. If we have a prodigal child, if we have, mm-hmm. if we need a job. If we need money, if yeah. we need whatever, whatever, what, you right. know, we can go to God and say, God, please open the door. Give me enlightenment. Right. Show me what yeah. I don't see. Yes. And God is faithful. Yeah. His timing isn't always our timing. Yeah. Like an old friend of mine you say, God don't always pay on payment, but he pays <laughs> on time. Oh, <laughs> yes, <he does. laughs> <laughs> but but that's that's the beauty of it, you know? So I'm going to just wrap up. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, good. Thank you, Wanda, for yeah, coming thank in. Uh, thank Wanda. Yeah, that's great. Great. Uh, David. Yeah. But, you know, we can pick up on some of this because some uh-huh. of these uh, threads weave into our future show, especially mm-hmm. when we get into the whole thing of our identity in Christ. Yes. The power we have over the, the spiritual. More and more, I'm seeing... How people are getting involved even younger people more into the occult yeah it's just just without understanding yes. uh, the snares of the enemy we're going to have to do a show on that i'm seeing because i just uh, encountered some of them yes yes
1: they, they know they need something right and this is the answer it's just like what you're seeing was with, with all of that in thailand the spiritism yeah. mm-hmm. they know they're searching yeah right they're searching they're searching yeah
0: Man mm-hmm. is, is is insatiably religious. Man knows there's more to life than this. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we were created in the image of God, even though we're separated from God, we still are hardwired for transcendence. We mm-hmm. know, but where do we go with it? Yeah. That's the yeah, problem. That's, that's it. And we'll pick up on this yeah. theme next mm-hmm. week. Thank you again, Wanda. Thank you. And, Thanks, and Wanda. David, thank you, man. Thank you. And Great God bless being here. all of you yep. out yes. there. Um, Great week. Lord Woolley will we'll be starting next week again. We're gonna look at the numbers in scripture, particularly the number seven. Okay. If you understand seven, You start to understand the Feast Days of Israel. You understand the Gospel of John easier and the Book of Revelation because it's all built around Ah, the seventh. Wonderful. Okay, God bless you. Have have a good week, week, everybody. God bless.